Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by the TAC, The Road Belongs to Us All. A big thank you to the TAC for supporting this podcast and promoting that message that we do need to do our bit as cyclists to make sure that everyone gets to their destination in a safe manner. And also our favourite apparel partner, MAP. Uh, big thanks to MAP for supporting the potty. If you do need some fresh kit, make sure you head to map.cc to check out their full range. Welcome, Campbell. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me, as always. And welcome, Max. Hello, Alex. Hello, Campbell. Max, how are the uh, how are the sensations, Max, after the loss you needed to have? I was great. Just some great learnings. Um, you ran the man Frio. now. Yeah, Frio, Frio smashed us. So um, it's I'm glad we got ten wins on the board before that game. Um, on to Sydney, Alex. On to Sydney. I'm not even going to talk about it. Is it um like Campbell was saying just before when we were chatting that everyone's talking about it's the loss you need to have? Uh, is that is that just all bullshit? Does it feel any different walking into the club Monday? Well, put it this way: if we were won by a point that game, we don't go into as much of what happened. I dare say we might have. We probably look into how we got over the line by a point and look at some of the good bits about that. But we might not go into some of the other stuff. When you lose by 40, you literally, that's all you talk about is the other stuff. So um, maybe it, it does heighten your awareness around some of the stuff we haven't been that good at. But um, they're a good team. And we got them again at the end of the year in Perth. So I'm pretty happy to do that. Yeah. Campbell, been putting down some big rulings in the AFL Tribunal, leading the state's pitch for an AFL team. How are things down south? Things down south are good, Alex. Um, yeah, swinging along quite nicely down here, but looking forward to getting stuck into this um, into this Giro wrap. It was um, it was a good Giro for Australians, I guess. I mean, the spectacle maybe wasn't wasn't super, but overall, I think it's um, yeah, a great thing for Australian cycling to have another Grand Tour winner, like making mainstream news. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's you know, it's a big result when that happens. So. Um, yeah, hats off. Hats off to Joe Hindley. We'll go through the teams as per um, as per Max's ranking system or the Melbourne Football mm-hmm. Club's ranking system. Is it an AFL-wide <laughs> ranking system or just Melbourne? Uh, I, I, I do know GWS uh, used it because I use, I think I used the example of uh, Brett Thornton, the former Carlton fullback who made his way to GWS, rating himself a seven one day, and Leon Cameron had him as a four. Um, and Tomlinson was telling me that story so seven is like I said I'm not even sure if Jai gets a seven stage win and a seven is hard to get okay seven's hard seven's hard but zero is very possible zero is possible and Um, you see um, zero was very easily attained by um, one Middle Eastern slash European (laughs) (laughs) Where is rail land? But <laughs> we'll get to them. Let's start off at the top. They had number one on their back uh, with Richard Carapaz, Ineos Grenadiers. And they held the jersey for so long. Um, they rode it in Ineos style. What does that yield them, Campbell? What what score does that get them? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to put it in AFL terms. It's it's leading the grand final up until the last two minutes and and losing the game. And you got nothing to show for such an incredible performance for three weeks. They didn't end up dragging the stage win. 
yes, they get second overall, but for a team like Ineos, second's not good enough. Um, so that'd be disappointed with that. Carapaz, just on that, on that last climb of the tour, just looked like he was hanging. And when he crossed the line, he just looked, he didn't even look like he was huffing and puffing. Like it was more just, he was just completely, he was completely empty. Um, so they got something wrong on the nutrition front. Seems unlikely. They don't miss those sort of beats. So overall, I'm, it seems really stiff given that they were second on GC, but I'm probably going to give them a three. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not far off. They, um, I mean, I think they just played a little bit too safe. I think Richie, looking at some of his body language and some of the earlier stages, might have gone a tad defensive slash um, not tried to gain as... They were happy with three seconds the whole, the whole time. I felt like they were comfortable there. And that ended up biting them. Um, the best example is the first stage that uh, Jai Henley won up at uh, on our blockhouse. Um, the three of them got 30 seconds up. They could have worked together. They could have got an extra minute if they wanted to. But just stuff like that I saw. So Richie probably um, just killed himself in the end. But yeah, it's a three. Mm. Yeah, it's a three for me. I think it's a fair three. I think Richard obviously was coming in that first week pretty hot. Um, and died off towards the end but pretty what like it came down to the final few kilometers on the final climb of the Giro like it was it was to the the finest touch that he just missed out so so let's let's say that he hung on does that boost him up to a five does it boost him up to a six what, what's to six. the what's the it, fine line it, here to tightrope it's live or die by the sword yep they've gone on for their one method which is the boring any os of old and it's failed they had they had two of the best riders, I think, in the in terms of outside of the GC boys in the whole race. But Swift and Tulliot just had to go hard for their leader. If Swift or Ben Tulliot managed to get in one of those breaks, we're probably not even talking about some yeah. of these guys who won the breaks. Yeah, yeah, good point. And a disappointing end to uh, Richie's Grand Tour career, going out with Gastro Stage eighteen. That's stiff and stiff for Richard coming into that last. That last day, not to have Richie Port there, massive out. Big time. Correct. Yeah. AG2R. Ooh. Ooh. I was, um, I was actually doing a little, I, I was doing some research on this before, actually, because I, I don't remember seeing them at all through the tour. Uh, Vendrame was, um, he was probably their most active rider. He salvaged their tour on stage 19 with a fifth. Um, that was the best result they had the whole Giro. So to be fair, we didn't expect a whole lot out of them. So, I mean, this rating system is is graded against expectations. So, I don't know. I'll, I want to hear your thoughts, um, if you guys have any, on, on AG Duar. <laughs> they were present, they were, but they, they made breaks. Um, if you actually have a look at Mikhail Sherell, no, I know nothing about him. Uh, I'm presuming he's a climber, but he's literally... Like, if you look at when the, the end of every stage and you see the GC guys, you see the guys in the break, and then you work out, like, a few domestiques who they take the last climb easy. Mikel Sherell is in between the main group and the domestiques. So he went full gas up every climb for some weird reason. He finished a mediocre... Uh, where did he finish? 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, more than an hour behind. And that just seemed mm-hmm. the most bizarre riding tactic I've ever seen. He just wanted the top 20, couldn't get it. Um, they were present. They were in breaks. They're probably sitting around one, maybe two. 
I'm just looking at what I write down. I've written down a one. I'm not really sure. I've got no notes as to why, but I think that was just like, I felt like they were in there. I saw them a few times in the breakaway, but they did nothing. Yielded no result. Yeah. Then, so then Drame had three top tens. I think that was, that was did sort that of get the him extent. to a two? Again, no. pegged against their expectations. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think they can get up to a two. I, I think it has to be a one. I think it's a one. Hopefully a better tour. We're an Australian podcast, so we're hoping that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, O'Connor's there. He's their market rider. He's the man. He's their guy. Uh, Alberson Phoenix, stage one with Vanderpoel, doing Vanderpoel things. And then it kept going in terms of Vanderpoel going wild in every single breakaway possible, even when it didn't make any sense at all. Uh, and two other stage wins with different riders. Yeah, is this is this is big. This is I reckon they're almost oh they're all like the old Darnie win was special. That's like that's almost like Alperson, you're not due today. We don't want you to do anything special. And then the the Bond win was pretty cool as well. Vanderpol wearing the jersey for three days, slightly disappointing after maybe if, if Gourmet was there, that would have been one of the all-time showdowns. Demar potentially doesn't win the 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 uh purple jersey. Because those two will be going head to head, but um, there are there are there are five closing in on on a six for mine. Yeah, uh, uh, mm, it's tough because you probably would have had them for three. We probably thought Vanderpoel was going to get three, but then Debont and Old Arnie come in and get stages. They had the pink jersey for a little bit. Vanderpoel got close in both the TTs. Um. And they're in every single break. Yeah, they're, they're always in the break. They don't miss it. Um, there was no point where you were thinking, oh, uh, Alberson in this move. No, <laughs> they're always there. Always even, at least overrepresented. And even the way that Vanderpoel rode those breakaways when he was in them, when it made, when there was a hilltop climb and he's just whacking them at the bottom going, you know what, we'll just see what happens here. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, see, he him riding for, see him riding for old Arnie, that's, that's cool, yeah. you know. And to think that, couple of years ago this team it was like it was Matthew and then that was it like these guys have really turned into a proper a proper team so I probably can't give them a six I think that's really high levels um, but it's a very very strong five yeah, I'm, sorry, to, I'm sorry I'm, I'm going to apologize there are, there are five we used to talk about them with Matthew not knowing the names of the rest of the team it was just the Matthew Vanderpoel show but now this is a full team for if it was Matthew winning three stages, they get a five for me. With the two other guys coming in, they get a six. Okay. It's a it's a destination team now. You want to be going there. Yeah. We They're on the up. Yeah, huge time. Astana. We I think we wrote the shark off in our preview saying he will not be featured on the GC. And then he's just helped himself to a fourth place. Yeah, unfortunately, I had him down at 26, and I had Lopez at 29 in my in my top 30. So Lopez, I got right. Um, I said he was going to know. I actually come up with a big call and said Dombrowski might beat both of them. Um, and I wasn't far off after the one of the early stages. I'm pretty sure it was Etna where Nibley lost a fair bit of time. Uh, but Vincesco come back. That was exciting to watch. Um, there probably wasn't much after the top three as what we've seen. Um, but that fourth is a good fourth. You're right. Fourth in a in a Grand Tour is massive, but it's 
it was a big it was a big gap between third and fourth in this tour. It was really it was a three horse race. It was essentially two horse. Um, Vincenzo was good. It was his last Giro. He was up and about for it, but realistically, I don't think he really made an impact on this race. Um, I don't remember seeing him in the front really causing problems for anyone or doing anything wild, attacking from ninety k to go. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see him jag a fourth, but that was really all they had. Um, so it's it seems stiff, but it's a three for me. Yeah, they're they're very unlucky. Dombrowski got in the three breaks that got caught, and literally every other break didn't get caught. Like he's he's pretty stiff. Um, he probably was the man with the legs in that team, and then yeah, Nibbly just held onto wheels, which is very un Vincesco and un what we've come to love about Nibbly. So they, I mean, they got to the front once. I saw their whole group ride one day up one of the climbs for Vincesco, who ended up getting dropped later on anyway. But a little bit active. I reckon three is gen is good. Three is good. Mm. Yep. They also get a three for me because Lopez pulled out of another bike race. <laughs> what um, what stage did he pull out again? It was pulled very... out of a bike, the, the first sprint stage. Yeah, just didn't fancy it. Yeah. Again, it's just, it's it's. This this fine line. If that's a third, it's probably a five. It's the show business we're in. Yeah. <laughs> Bahrain victorious. I mean, they've got a stage win as well, which helps them. But they are probably clearly a five with two in the top ten, two in the top five. Is Bill Bow fifth? Uh, he was. Yeah, Bill yeah, Bow fifth. Yeah. He was and, um, and two just quietly. Both both of your picks for second place overall at the start. And On your Bill Bow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, and they were challenged. They there was no point where you were like, you know what, the the pink jerseys in strife here. But at least they threw it down. They gave it what they could. They did what they could with Lander. He was in the mixer. Yeah, mm. yeah and Poles did some Poles did some great work in the last week. Um, their stage win was super. Looks like he's going to be a young rider. Uh, that young Colombian. Um, Unfortunately, Phil Bauhaus, I had him in for a stage. I actually yeah. don't think he got second in one. Um, one of the ones that DeMar won, that was his chance. But uh, they're easily a five. Could even be a six with a stage win and two top fives. But um, actually, they're probably... Uh, I'll go five, five and a half. I think it's not what having, they came for, though, is it? No. Having having a stage win with Butrago and a young guy up and coming, he's like 22-odd, like... That's nice to know too, to discover that at the Giro, to have a stage win on the on the cars and also go, you know what, we can, we can start to build this team around this guy moving forward. Um, yeah. Although I assume Lander will be there for 35 more years riding GC. <laughs> it was one for the ages, wasn't it? Lander coming back and being relevant on the general. That first um, blockout stage. Purely for Jack Hague now. There's a purely tour Jack Hague and Landers riding. Bill Bell will ride it because he rides every Grand Tour. But are they riding for Hagey? I believe so. I think yes, unless they want to go a, a Damiano Caruso. No, and I'm presuming and they'll take. They might even take Lander and Bill Bell because they tend to do a lot of Grand Tours. Those boys. Mm, they do. They got Team a lot of class, all of a sudden. Team class is important to them. Mm. It's a five for me as well for these guys. It's a really strong five. That that stage yep. win from uh, Petrago puts into that high level. Yep. This is where it starts to get a bit tricky and we normally look towards Max um, <laughs> Bardiani. <laughs> they just write like two next to them, two, two. 
Well, they had a nightmare, Barty Arnie. They couldn't get in the breaks and they weren't in the early. And they came out and said that we didn't want to be in just the, um, what's it called, the breaks when it's just for the media. Um, a two-man breakaway on the sprint stage. Yeah, they, they didn't want to get in those ones. They wanted to get in the ones where they could win. But everyone they got in that could win, they didn't have the rider. So, like, um, it almost seemed a bit pointless. They were the worst. I personally think they were the worst of the Pro Conti teams. There was just nothing to get excited about. Quite frankly, I can't add anything to this, <laughs> to this team. I don't remember seeing Bardiani. Um, they're a one. They're make, a one. Make an impact. <laughs> yeah. I think a one, mm. one. So there, you know, you'd hope there'd be something memorable from from the tour that we'd be able to talk about. That they'll be able to hang their hat on. Well, we get into it. There is for drone. There is for drone hopper. There is for Eolo. Like there, and there's not for Bardiani. Bora Hansgrove. We talked about them at the start in the preview that they're probably going to feel fifth to tenth, and they put on a show. Jai Hindley's made made the Herald Sun with a positive story on cycling for the first time in since Cadell won the tour. An Australian won the Giro for the first time ever. He won it in a Jai Hindley all class, all Australian way. Like Max, this is, this has got to be a seven, doesn't it? Did you buy the Herald over over there just for the occasion? No, nah, but I saw I saw a tweet with uh, with the article of Jai Hindley in the, okay. in the Herald Sun. Um, well, I'm, I'm firstly going to apologise. I had Kelderman 9th, Bookman 10th, and Hinley in 15th. Um, so not only did I put the the, the the Giro winner in 15th, I also put him third in his team. Um, so I do apologise for that. Kelderman did look like he had the legs, unfortunately had a bad bad day there. Obviously not Hinley legs, but he probably, they could have had two in the top five as well, the way Kelderman was riding late. Um, a Bookman, I don't know where he's at, but let's not get caught in that. Kamna stage win, Hinley stage win, and they've got the pink jersey. That's it's a it's a seven. And yeah, Kamna was Kamna was the best rider of the Giro outside of Jaya. He's he's becoming the breakaway specialist on those mountain those mountain days. He got his stage win and then played a big role um, on that final climb of the tour, really putting the nail into into Carapaz, perfect teamwork. Um, just really controlled race by Bora all round, really. They, they picked their moment to attack. Obviously, you know, when Jai said on Blockhouse that he wasn't feeling good and he won, he wasn't talking shit. He was obviously feeling real good up until that time. Um, and then that attack in the last 3K absolutely torched everyone. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the numbers, but some, some seriously high numbers, maybe the best climb performance of the season. Um, so I guess everyone naturally now starts talking about can he win the Tour de France next year? Thoughts? Well, his numbers stack up, and I'm not. There's more to numbers. Like I understand in football, like there's so many stats. There's more to cycling than numbers, but his numbers stack up to these Slovenians. Not in the TT stuff, but who cares about this TT stuff? I mean, we'll lose him the Tour in the end. But what we come to watch is these climbs, and his numbers stack up with the Slovenians. It could be good to watch. Thoughts, Campo? I think so. You, yeah, I mean, the, the time trial was a massive concern. His time trial is nowhere near the Slovenian boys. Um, and uh, you, you, we can't sit here and say that he's going to drop those guys on the climb. But, 
Um, if, you, if you can tidy up the TT, his climbing is, is as good as anyone else. Um, he's shown that he's not a one-off. He did this in 2020 when he came second. He's done it again. Um, it seems like he, he's a real sort of Giro man. He seems to have done a fair few Giros now. Yet to do the Tour de France, as we know, the, the Tour is, is completely different. That first week is like no, no other first week. So that's another test, but I think he's only 25 or 26, Jai, so he's, he's, he's got another 10 years to, to have a crack at it. Um, and as it stands, he's our, he's our best shot at winning the Tour de France in the next decade. I don't, think they, I don't decade. necessarily think they're ready to, to stop riding for Vlasov yet. I think Vlasov, and to be fair, Vlasov's in a fair bit of form, so I'm not sure, I'm not sure how that works. So I think they're a split leader. One goes one, one goes another way. I'd like him to defend the Giro again. Oh, yeah, I thought Vlasov more moved into that like one week stage race, one day kind of um, spec. But I, I agree that I like I like him at the moment just defending the Giro. I like yeah. I like team I like teams kind of just accepting that the Rog and Pog are going to race the Tour de France. Let's race the Giro, um, get that result on the board. But yeah, he's he, it's a good one. I like the piece I like too is that he's twenty seven. Around 27? 26, I think. 26, 27. So yeah. he's he's gone the journey. He's done he's done the hard yards. He's worked, built into it. Uh, it's not this rush, crash and bang career that Pogs had. Um, I, I like him. He's just such a calculated guy. He seems like a belter. Did you try to get him on, Albert? Did you work the phones? I, yeah. I, did, I did send him a message um, and he did not respond. Yeah. But I imagine he has got a few requests coming in at the moment. Yeah. I imagine the phone is hot right now. But like you said, Max, like he's the guy that w- he's the kind of guy that would respond after he won the Giro or after he won a under 15 race in Perth. Like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't change. So can, we, can you guys just talk me through a little bit more of this, the genuine craft of cycling and trying to peak? How has he managed to to perform to an extreme level in the two Giro's, but then kind of be relatively flat in a lot of the other races that he's raced? So is he just someone that really succeeds off a great altitude camp? Like, is he, he does a great camp and then he focuses on something where you see the Slovenians that are up for every race they race in. So like, is Jai just not going to be that beast? I guess that's possible. Um, I'm just trying to find his his 2020. I guess the Giro was the last race of the season that that year. So there's nothing really to to go off what he did after that. Um, but as you know, Max, at the top level, when you when you train so hard for so long and then you succeed, it, it is hard to get back up again and have that same motivation and intensity in the training. So, yeah. you know, re- realistically, he could have the rest of the season off, and it's been a massive success. Um, and with the Giro being in May, it's quite early in the season to um, to try and have that same preparation again to go for something later in the season. But I guess at the moment we can expect him to to line up at the Vuelta and probably go in as the favourite. But is there like we watch Carapaz who last year was doing some cool things and then all of a sudden goes and wins the Olympic gold? Like, could I, I just can't? I can only see, and I don't know Jai too well. I've only seen some of his stuff in the last two years. Can we see him winning something out of turn? Like, could he go to Lombardi, let's say, Lombardio, mm. the GC one man uh, that's good for G- could, could he win that? Like, is he someone who could win something out of turn or does he need this <laughs> full-on training camp to get it? 
I think um, I think Campo's sifting through the data there, but interesting to see how he's gone at the one days. But the thing that he's got to his side is that he's out of those climbers, he's the fastest guy there. A lot of yeah. the time, those guys get to the finish, and it's like Roman Bardet sprinting. Like you, you got to be solo, otherwise you're not winning. Uh, but if you can possess that trait that you know you know you can back yourself in here to actually clean up in a bunch kick, then a bunch kick of ten or fifteen, um, he puts him in a pretty good. He puts him in a a like winning position because he can obviously climb. Well, he's the best climber at the Giro, but then also if things are going right on the GC, it gives him the opportunity to put himself into moves. He can win from the breakaway. Yeah, I think. It's a good question, though. Where does he sit in these one-day races now? And we've got four yeah. or five guys that can genuinely do something in the world at Wollongong, which is exciting. Imagine good if point. they all ride together. Imagine if you got Jai, um, uh, Hagee, Ben O'Connor, Caleb, Michael Matthews, like all these guys riding together. It'd be pretty exciting. Mm. Mm. Sorry, and Lucas. Hey, Lucas. And Lucas, of course. Yeah. Anything else? The only disappointment for me from this team was Bookman. Just kind of was just hanging around, not really there, not really doing anything. It's, it's weird a- to call someone who's come seventh in the Giro a disappointment. But, <laughs> um, technically, yeah, he didn't do he didn't do much. Like when they when I was talking in the last pod about power and numbers, their numbers ended up being Kamner and Kelderman, which didn't really help him come GC. And to be fair, Lander had Bill Bauer, who was flat as well. Like the power in numbers became almost nothing. So then Bookman had to work in front and he couldn't. Cofidis. Yes. <laughs> Martin, yeah, Martin just riding he was up the yeah. road and back Yeah, the road Martin then. was doing bits. He comes in for a 14th in the general. That's really all I remember. From from Kofidis, um, pretty pretty quiet Giro for them again versus their expectations. Did we expect really anything else from them besides Guillaume putting his hat in the ring, doing bits? I think Kotsoni ran fifth about ten times in the sprints, put himself in the mixer, but nothing else springs to mind. I just just explain like how does it. I don't know how to put it into words. You go, you're 14th in GC, you're over 20 minutes behind and you go for less than 20, maybe 15 minutes behind. And he goes up the road and puts in a massive effort for 30 seconds gain in GC when the brakes are already won, no chance of winning the stage. And then the next day he gets dropped, loses that 30 seconds. Then the next day he would do the exact same thing and try and gain a minute without being in the break and riding for the GC. It's the more comical Riding I've ever seen from a guy who's apparently the smartest man in the peloton. <laughs> I've heard that too. Maybe it could be too smart for his own good. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. It's it's funnish to watch, but then it's like weird. The brakes got 10 minutes. The GC group are starting to pace, but Guy Martin is a minute in front of the brake. Uh, in front of the <laughs> GC group. It's just a weird concept. Yeah, I, I don't have an I don't have I don't have an answer for his behaviour. Um, Maybe he's just getting some training in for the tour. I don't know. He looks cool. like a good looking, a good looking Frenchman as well. Is he a good? He's very French, Frenchman? super yeah. French. Yeah, yeah. Score. Uh, one. 
Yeah, or they're probably a wide one. Gimartan got to like second in GC for a bit there, did he? Or second or third? I gave him a a, a two, but I'm not sure where they got that second point from. (laughs) What's presence? Yeah, where do they get the marks? Yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure where they get the marks from. Yeah, Gimartan being on TV. Gained the most time on the GC group. Probably throughout the two A, gained the most time in the GC on the GC group. He he fluctuated in the GC standings too more than anyone else. Yeah. Drone hopper. I mean, they would they were much better than (laughs) Tafasion. Who knows if he would have won that stage? I think the I think the stage where he crashed. I think the GC group ended up winning that. So. Um, it would have been a fair effort to stay in front, but Jeezy was riding well with Diego Rosa in his wheels there. Um, he looks like a rider. Another, what's that country in Africa where they're both from? Um, him and Bernard Gamay. Eritrea. Eritrea. Um, I liked them. They were present. Jeffrey, he pulled out late, Jeffrey, but he got in a break. Mm. Our boy Jeffrey. Yep. What score does it get him? Oh, sorry. There are, there are three. Campbell? Two. It's two for me. Two. <laughs> I think uh, three. EF Education, easy post. I think I'll, lead, I'll let Max take the lead on this one. I feel like he's been winding up for this <laughs> group, I feel. Just what a unit they are, eh? The EF team. I mean, Magnus Court finally could have broken the duck and he got in a break with no speed at all. It was on a flat stage where they surprisingly were able to get a little bit of time and got the and got the chocolates. And he let Alperson and DeBont take it from him, which is phenomenal. The Magnus, I don't know how he did that. You could have saved a one. It's a one, it's not a zero because Hugh Carthy wrote some pure stuff in the last week, um, which is also mind-blogging how he hasn't got himself ready for the first two. Again, I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not the guy who's, who's who's a competitive cyclist and done as a junior and whatnot like you two, but I don't know how Hugh does that, how he disappoints so much in the first two weeks and then is literally outside of Jai the best climber of the last week. Yeah, I'm sure it's something that they're asking himself internally. Why can you do it in the, in the third week and not the first two? Obviously, it shows he's got fantastic endurance. Um, it could also mean that he just cares for longer, you know, after week one, week two, you've dropped out of the GC, you, you don't care. But he's happy to just keep chipping away. I actually don't know what his progression was through the ranks. I might just check that because I actually, actually could just back up that wild comment that I just had. He sort of, yeah, he was building GC-wise all the way through, 31st in the TT, then he was going through the teens, got to the 20, 20th on GC and then finished up 10th. So, he worked his way into the tour, but it was all too little, too late. Um, still, still top ten in a in a Giro d'Italia. Let's not forget that is a good result. Let's, let's not a, take that away from him. Needs a seven week tour. Yeah, it felt like yeah. he was he was genuinely training though in the second week. He put he put himself in three or four of the breakaways back to back to back, all to get dropped on the last climb. So he was chipping away at the GC in a Gilmartan fashion, but it felt like it was like oh, like. It's good to make the move, but maybe just one or two of them. Like he was super active in there and just had nothing on the final climb. And then and just yet. explain to me, like, why why does he need to ride past Carapaz on that final climb? 
Like, get your riding well, but what what is he getting out of riding oh. full gas and rubbing it in Carapaz's face? What value does a top 10 have at the Giro? Like, it's it's a good result, but you look and at the... And it's a mediocre, I think it was like eighth on the stage. I can't remember how many people finished ahead of the It was them. correct, yeah, like eight. eighth on that stage. The the thing that makes sense for me, Max, is that EF are in that relegation zone. So yeah. every point does count for them at the moment, mm-hmm. even though you yeah. could be racing some 2.1 in Spain and get more points for a top 10 on the general at the, the Giro. Which is quite topical with Arkea Samzik just banking points at every other race. Yeah. <laughs> Campo, what scores to get him? Uh, listen, uh, a, to- a top 10 in the Giro is a top 10 in the Giro. So I'm going give to him, give him a two. Yep. I think two from, one is... Two from me. Magnus stiff. needed to convert on that stage. He did. Yeah. Eolo? I mean, they're the best of the... They're the best of the pro contes. No stage win. I mean, none of them had stage wins. Or did Diego win one? No. No, no, no Diego holding holding the jersey for a fair long time. There, it looked like he was actually a chance to maybe hold it for a while until the good climbers got going at the end there in Bowman and Ciccone. But Fortunato finishing his classical fifteenth spot of GC actually didn't yep. see him on TV once. Mm-hmm. Um, and Albanese was present, so three good riders gives him probably a four. <laughs> that, Four's a benchmark. Tios, you're saying if I can I can say I've completed my role completely for the team, I give myself a four. And maybe their role. Maybe the KOM jersey holding that gives them a yeah. They've held the KOM for let's me see. Where am I? King of the Mountain, Diego Rosa, one, two, three, four, five, six stages. And a fifteenth on GC and being pre- oh, it's a it's a bench. Alberto Consolor is sitting there shaking all their hands on the team bus, saying, "Well done, great Giro." Hmm. Yeah, you know what, Max, you, you've probably you've convinced me. They they did make an impact. They were on TV. They were in a jersey. They were hunting, and that was probably what we expected of them at the start. Of the Rosa, so, Rosa went on a stage when no other break went. He was the one-man yeah. break. Yeah, no, I'll come with you on, on that four. All right. All right, sign me up. <laughs> F, FDJ, we were ripping Arno in the preview about not winning anymore and just going missing after being the king of the Giro a few years back. Mm-hmm. And um, talk about momentum. He got the ball rolling early and he was sprinting like he was the best in the world again. Yeah, yeah, we were taking the piss that they were just, you know, had a couple of quiet years and they've gone to copy paste on the 2020 Giro. All the boys are back, the lead out's back, and then Demar is back ultimately. They win three stages, they win the points jersey. I think all of them finished. They were all at least 75 kilos, except for uh, the Hungarian. What's his name? Someone give me a, a help, Volta. Volta. Um, so it's a six for me. Three stage wins. Yeah. That, that was, that's huge. That's huge when you come in with a sprinter and you deliver like that. And the points jersey. And the points jersey. I mean, yeah, if you look at their their whiteboard before the race, this is it. There's nothing else there. Volta may be getting involved a little bit more in a couple of the climbs. but mm. And I love the fact that all these guys finished. 
They've got the highest weight average in the whole peloton, and they all finish. Um, sprint train v sprint train. That's where FTJ was beating a lot of them, especially when uh, Morkov left um, for Quick Step. The best stage to see all this to to show that yes, Demar is actually the king was his first win. Because that was oh, was the the first win was when he uh, Cav and Caleb got dropped. The second day, when he beat Cav by uh, Caleb by whisker and Cav came mm-hmm. third. That shows that he was in the best sprinting form. When when he was boxed in on the fence and just found a way. Yeah. What what did this team have to do to get a seven? Just out of interest. No, win win the last stage. Debont Debont winning that. Probably cooked mm. tomorrow from four stage wins. Denise, you can you can expect that one going to a random Italian sprinter. The well, it's 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 the Giro. Yeah, but they had to pace that that stage eighteen. And they've yeah. probably got to win that one that Cav won as well. I think Cav won the first bunch kick, so I think it probably needed to be four for for a seven. Yep, and maybe a maybe a victory from uh, Volta in the mountains too. Yep, we're asking a lot for a seven. <clears throat> Into Marche Wanty. This goes close. This goes close. Two stage wins, <laughs> sixth and eighth on the GC. Gurmai, very know. active too in that first week. A number They're of top favorite. fives got mighty close. Again, yeah. let's 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 put this against expectations. I think they've heavily exceeded those. And Gurmai's. I swear I thought they were a pro Conti team. Mm, they they came up. They came up when you didn't really know why they were coming up. They didn't they have just a had whole that vibe lot. That they're pro Conti, but yeah, they do give off that vibe in a big um, way. Until until this year, and now they're a world tour team. Mm. Yeah, they're one of my favorite favorite teams of this year. Um, Gamai doing special things, won the stage, popped the cork in his eye. Phenomenal teams. Mm. And Yan Yan hurt. That's incredible. Like, I get the fight post fifth wasn't massive for GC, and basically any of the climbers that just wanted to hang on to wheels could possibly get six. But hurt did it. He got in a break to to cut a bit of the time down as well. Um, and obviously the stage win. And then Potsavivo, your man, unfortunately, apparently had a had a technical issue on the day where he lost a lot of the time, and then he just yeah he did Campbell yeah. Um, and then Rain Taramay in the first week was the man who sort of lit things up and kept them present as well. So the four of them, the four big dogs down at Intermay, they were they were good. They're a they're a seven. Yep. Oh, they're they're seven. Sorry, but they're not. I they're not a seven. They're pro Conti. I keep they're thinking they're pro Conti. They're, they're six. six. If they were still this random pro Conti team, they're a seven. Yes. It's a six for me, too. It, it's very, very close to a seven. I think if Gourmet jags another victory in that first week, maybe yep. that's the difference between a six and a seven. Um, it's, there's two in yeah. the top ten, two stage wins. It's a, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a good it's a good duo. Uh, number 14 on the list, Israel Premier Tech. Max, Pull take the it away. <laughs> um, did we work out if they're European or Middle Eastern? What are we running with there? Uh, I think they... No, I don't know. Cambo, are you yeah. good on the geography? They're both I, Middle I, East. I, I not, it's a, Middle East is not a continent. It's not either Europe or it's a middle of Europe and Asia. And I don't reckon they're Asia. So let's run to Europe. This is this is by far. Oh, do we have any Aussies at Israel? 
Seb Berwick. Seb Berwick and um, Taj Jones. Are you there as well? Yeah. Are they, are, they, are they big listeners? Do you know? Um, um, I no. don't know. For, the, for, for about what for what you're about to say? No, they're not. It's just Never the most listen. diabolical performance I've seen from a team in any sport. Any sport. <laughs> any, any sport. Whack. Can, you unpack, the, sure can you unpack the details of, of that comment? Just make sure that's not the snippet that gets on the um, the Instagram. But So Nazolo, unfortunately, goes he, he, he leaves stage 12. I think the same stage as Caleb. Nazolo goes, maybe he's a chance to win the stage. Denise wins. Who, who knows? If Nazolo sticks around, they might have got something. They couldn't get in the break to save himself. DeMarkey tried his ass off, but doesn't have the legs when everyone else had the legs. Um, and then the other six riders, I actually cannot remember seeing, slash hearing, slash even thinking about. They were talking up our set for the final TT, and he come fourth last. He's the world. He held the hour record, mm. and he come fourth last in a TT. Quietly, mm. that that TT was there for the taking as well. Like I've <laughs> never seen a less competitive time trial than that. GC done. Period, no it? specialist there. Everyone's had enough. Bokomolomis running fourth in the time zone, trial. So- we sit in the Australian time zone, so the camera for the start of the time trial was on Dowsett for the whole ride. I'm like, get it off Dowsett. Yeah. The, it was comical too. It was just like 20-man breakaways went up the road. They've got the most experienced team on the books. It's not a bunch of young pups that are still trying to work it out. They've got the oldest team on the books, and they were just missing these massive moves when that mm. was their only option. <laughs> Well, seriously, I mean, you and I have raced, Alex. If there's 20 guys going up the road and your instruction is to get in the break, and it's not I, I don't know it's how not you Paris, miss it. It's not Paris-Roubaix. It's not Paris-Roubaix. It's not Paris-Nice. It's not like a race where it's just like, you know, really, really, really hard to get into these 20-man breaks. Like, yeah, it's a raffle a little bit, but if you've got, let's say, five guys going for it, you get someone in it. And if you don't, you patch it up pretty quickly and you chase it down and you reshuffle the deck. These guys weren't interested. It was um, it, it, must was, be, it was it must be diabolical inside that squad at the moment. Like, what's going on? Uh, how, how do you how do you unpack that and take any positives out of that? What do you take out of that three weeks? They've released their own media and released the 13th that Chris Froome just got in a random one-stage race two nights ago that Jacob, that Jakob Fulzang won. That's how good this race is. Jakob Fulzang won it, who's 76 years old, (laughs) saying, Chris Chris Froome's our man for the tour. Watch out. It's the best he's feeling. That's all they've got. Uh, it It is a really good example of terrible recruiting. (laughs) <laughs> like the worst allocation of budget. Yes, yeah. they yes they put it on line with Froomey, which is one that do it to France four times. Like it could have turned into something brilliant, but everything else and the length of that contract has just backfired on them in the worst possible fashion mm. and yielded them. This was, the yeah, worst. This, was, this was a disaster. The reason why I started um, with the worst sporting performance of all time, that's putting in a lot of other sports, is because this weird thing in cycling where there's 
in two-man breaks on sprint stages, there's a chance just to get a guy up there for free. Like, I get the the mounts and stages where there's a battle to get in the break and there's a bit of luck. But there's some of these stages. For example, the one that Magnus called into Bonds had a... Israel could have just got in that. Like, that's what... I just don't get it. I, maybe they just don't like breaks and they would rather something else. I'm, 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 I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I've only been I've only been big on the sport for six or seven years. I didn't ride like a junior. I don't get it like you lads do, but that is a phenomenal. I don't know what what was happening. This is where it's a zero. Um, it's a zero this is where well, clearly I we didn't really need to ask the number. It's a perfect example of how management though just hide behind these um, riders and the face of the team. Like imagine if that was an AFL squad, they were performing like that. The coach would be That's gone. Cool. The the directors would be gone. The board would be all fired. They'd just be like, "Let's just blow this thing up and start again." <laughs> and they've got the most money. It's like one of the big four clubs. It's like Collingwood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jumbo Visma. Interesting tour. Yeah, um, an interesting one. Interesting one to grade. Two, two stages for Bowman. Two stages. Two stages yeah. Um, Tommy D in the uh, breakaways early. Well, Tommy D having that kind of, he came like second or third in the opening time trial. And then everyone's like, oh, geez, GC, hello, Tommy D back. Yeah. Um, to be not really in the mixer in climbing condition. But to his credit, put himself in the move that got Bowman that first win. They had, um, was it uh, Lemuriz? Le as well, he got he got quite close to stage that um, um, yeah yeah Friday one he was he was right there just got dropped in the last 150 meters of the climb um, so that's a, that's a positive one for the future but I mean two hmm. stages from from Bowman um, Tommy D goes home I, I think it's a really a really good tour for them when they had no real GC guy I don't know whether Tommy D can really be classified as a, a big favorite anymore. Um, I think they probably would have bitten your hand off for, for those results at the start of the tour. So I think it's get... just a little bit less, a little bit less than a four for me. I think it's I think it's a three because they would have wanted the TT. They would have wanted a Feeney or Dumoulin or Tobias Foss winning either the first or last TT, and they mm-hmm. didn't. Um, Tobias Foss was an extreme disappointment. Uh, didn't get in a break and also didn't stick with the GC group at all. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the young fella. Um, what did you say his name was again? Lemaris. Uh, he dropped the MVDP on a descent in a two man break for a bit there. He can ride. Mm. And I back back to my list management comments on Israel. Like this is where these teams. Like you look at um, Jumbo, and you look at um, Bahrain. They've all got these. If if the things aren't going right at the top, even if they are going right at the top, they've got these young guys that they're working on, they're working with, and can get results. Some of these other teams have just got old blokes that aren't getting any better. They're at the top of their game and they're just going nowhere. And then, but then we're going to get to a team later on, but we could all say the same for Thomas DeKent as well. <laughs> and he's managed to come full through six years. Is that what we're just waiting for DeMarkey to, to just, we're just waiting. <laughs> it could come back. Uh, just quickly on this, I'm not sure if you guys remember. The uh, the second stage that Bowman won, there was a little bit of talk about was it unfair that he he chopped up? Uh, I don't remember who he chopped up, but my opinion, my personal opinion, I think that was that was all fair into that final corner. I don't think the organisers expected a group of four or five to come in, um, but 
I don't know about you, Alex. Did you think it was that was I all think fair? it was fair game. I think it was Smith who kind of got a bit up in arms. Um, I'm not sure. I only heard his post-race interview, which was obviously going to be he was running with emotions um, from disappointment because he was he came close a few times in, from the move. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it was I think it was clinical from him the whole way up yeah. the climb too. Just the way that he operated that. Um, he had his wheel first into the corner, did what he could, cleaned him up in the sprints. His post race interview was funny. He said, I knew there was a corner coming, so I wanted to take the front spot, but I didn't realize it was the tightest corner I've ever ridden around. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. in, it's it, the interesting point, though, is that that's the same as Hindley when he won his stage three or four. Um, they talk about, like, yeah, it's a hilltop finish, but you still got to study the race book. You still got to know yeah. what's coming into that final section. Uh, it's a four for me. I, I agree. I think I think two stagemans in the KOM for that for that list. I'm gonna. I'm come just with under four. The three. I get the KOM is really good in the two stagemans. I just wanted to see. Um, I just wanted to see some stuff in the TTs. What is it, Al? Their expectations high. Like we had Caleb mm. winning four stages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're an Australian podcast. That's why we had Caleb winning four stages, but we still had him at least winning one. Yeah. Um, could have won stage one. I don't think he ever is really getting past MVP or Gamay there. Definitely could have won stage, I think it was six with DeMar, uh, with the handle, with, the, with just the throw on the line. Um, completely, missed, that, completely missed the sprint in the middle that Cav won. It was, re- it was really... Um, they got saved with the Ghent. And yeah, Ghent if, if there's no Ghent stage, I mean, that's a zero. Yeah. Um, he maybe bumps them up to a two, does he? Is that enough? Is, is one stage win enough to get you to a two? Yeah, that's a like, that's an amazing stage when they rode away from M- MBDP and Gamay there. Like, mm-hmm. um, Van Hook and the Ghent. It was one of the more entertaining stages. Is that, it was the circuit around Naples. Circuit. Really tough yeah. day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Um, and and the way but that, I don't think just because um, it was an entertaining stage that gets the rating <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, the the way though that Gigant was right, like in his post race, he was saying that he was riding for um, harm, and then harm didn't do anything on the climb, and so he's ridden like this pretty much these circuits, and then rides to the finish, and then just towers them up in the sprint. Like it was it was a clutch performance. Does it get them to a two though? And they needed it. Well, I mean, they could. Are they still in the relegation zone? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you look at just the rest of those names on that start list, and as soon as you go off the top two, it, it just gets really thin quite quickly. Um, Caleb's under a lot of pressure. This team to get results. Um, I know he enjoys pressure, but uh, I mean, that's that's a couple of grand tours now, big ones where it hasn't quite gone his way. Um, do they lose? You know, Max, when, you, when you lose games back to back to back, the pressure just continues to build. Um, yeah. Do they do they lose some points where Caleb got dropped early and they didn't send anyone back and he just rode eighty k's by himself? <laughs> I mean, obviously that was something they they discussed. Yeah, that, before, was, that was obviously a plan. They just didn't leave him hanging before um, before the sprint stage. Mm. Is it worth? So let's say. They need points. And we look at Yumbo 
and Yumbo come up with a plan B outside of Tommy D. So let's say Caleb and Caleb doesn't is not a man who needs a six man sprint train can just take his one or two and he has his boys. Is it worth them just taking three or four for Caleb, and then bang, you go Tim Wellens, uh, Florian Vermeesh, Harry Sweeney, Victor Campanets, like some of these power guys that can get in breaks and do some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Two hundred percent. Like, and also, it's not like they're going to be useless in the lead out. They're not going to be yep. non-existent. I think as long as yeah. he's got his like kind of last two or three guys there, the others can make it work and then have their days to do their own thing. It's whether the guys will do their do the thing though and can get into the moves, can win the stages. They've got this informed climber as well, don't they? Um, is it the Danish fella Kron? They've got a they've got a young fellow who's been winning two point ones who's racking up space uh, points for them. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a one for me. Mm. Yeah, it's a one. One movie star. Was there anyone else besides Was, Valverde there? Yeah, I'm serious. I can't name anyone else coming on the TV screen. Uh, that's a little bit harsh on. Uh, the one starting with P, uh, Pedro, uh, Pedro, uh, where, where, I can't even get it. Pe- uh, Pedrero. Pedrero. Yeah, Pedrero. Pe- that's how you say it. And Antonio. I mean, he got in some cool breaks at the end and Souza did something, but he was supposed to be a GC chancellor and I don't even know what he ended up coming. But yeah, that was just Valverde and it was a, it was a classical Valverde grand tour. Just not quite it. <laughs> he doesn't even get the top 10 either He comes in at an 11 Yeah Did he, no, did he go in one? I think he got in one break The break where Yan Hurt might have won I reckon But that was it A two from uh, I don't know That's not a two is it? It's a one yeah, but they're It's not, a one They're not going in with much as well So they've got a blank whiteboard But let's ride for Alejandro See what we can do They probably know they're getting a 10th and no stage wins. That doesn't make it any better. But it's a one, a one for me. <laughs> a one, a one. Quick step, interesting tour. Yeah, Cap got the chocolates once. Yep. Smith was in a, a lot of moves that went to the line and got um, came second to Kumbomen on that stage. So they. They stuffed up at the start. So the, the Cav, I get it, um, got his stage win. That's good. They pulled back Schmid the day that Cav was behind the group so all of them could ride. The st- exact stage was saying Caleb didn't have anyone wait. Quickstep pulled back everybody, including Schmid. And Schmid lost three or four minutes in that stage, and he was actually even with Lopez or close to. So they've got a chance for a guy to be in pink for six or seven days. So there's a little miss. Van Seven wasn't their guy. He, His legs weren't that good. Um, and and Knox, who was their climber, was also not that good. So their three climbers they brought, Schmid was the best. And I think they missed a, missed a chance there to do something with him. But other than that, Ballerini was superb. Some pure riding from him. Cav won a stage. They're probably sitting at a two. That's yeah, a good. That's I, some good uh, analytical or analysis facts. I didn't really pick up on that. Yeah, I remember yeah, Schmidt yeah. was. He went back to the team car and he was filthy. You could see he was filthy. <laughs> he didn't want to be called back. 
It's, it's a little bit under, him, I think, overall. overall it takes him to a two for me as well. Yeah, I you had him as a three, but I think I'll they're just a two. Just to make sure I'm right, stage especially, one. Especially when Cab wins that first bunch kick, there's obviously big energy in the gym. You think, all right, there's you know a number of other chances now. He's going to jag at least one more. But to come away from, from the whole tour as a team with only the one the one stage win, it's it's probably a two compared to what their expectations were. Bark Exchange. Can you say that quote that you said off the top, Campbell? I think that was quite a interesting analysis of their three-stage wins. Yeah, it's got to probably be the worst three-stage win Grand Tour of all time, probably because <laughs> two of them were time trials. Um, yeah. uh, Simon Yates' performance on the stage, the one on that stage, that was probably the toughest stage of the tour. Um, the race has got blown to pieces from a number of kilometres out. The thing is, is his legs were obviously really good. He was the best. He was the strongest guy in that in that group. Yes, he was sitting on, so he had the luxury of saving his legs to attack on that final climb. But just, I don't know, it, it just seems like he just can't string three weeks together, but his legs are good after two weeks, after having a couple of easy days. I, I just... I just can't. I just can't work it out. And um, yeah, I guess they won the two time trials. Marco Pinotti is now there as their TT guy. Things are going good. They're off the Bianchi bikes. All that you know, complaints that on shit equipment is no longer valid. And it's true. You look at them now. They're they're winning time trials. Um, but back to my first point: three stage wins. It doesn't really feel like they had a three stage win tour. It's almost like Yates's win. Um, just put the nail in the coffin that you shouldn't be doing that. Like he should be on the GC. Max, mm. thoughts? Maxie, what, what you've got to remember here is that um, Lucas Hamilton's probably sitting across the table. So Alex has got duct tape across his mouth on this team. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's Lucas ended up nabbing a 13, getting in the break on a really smart stage to be able to get himself in the 10 uh, sort of area after I'm not sure. Can you ask him, Alex, from afar? This is the only cycling question I want to ask because he's on hot holidays. Um, was he asked to hold up for Simon or was he in a bad day as well? That's all I want. Uh, he was on a bad day. He was okay. dropped as well. Um, yeah, dis- I think it, well, disappointed because so Lucas crashed the right. I can't remember what race he was doing before the Giro. Crashed out, smashed up his teeth. Um, and his tooth got infected about around the second rest day. So he was, he had a disappointing one in the end, but got through it. Um, but yeah, no, he was, the legs were no good. I must, I'm Did not sure have... how much this means, but Yates' middle week was pretty exciting to watch. Um, mm. Winning from the GC group rather than the break, like that, that, that was pretty yeah. cool. Got a couple of breaks. Um, that was good. Like that, he lit up the second week. But doesn't that just confuse things more for everyone that he was torching them once he, he was off GC? A, he won on a 35-degree day. Yeah, like and where got, the race was blowing up from 60K to go. And he, but he got dropped on a 32-degree day, and apparently it was because of the heat. And then he wins on a 35. He's, he's mind-blowing. Both Yates brothers mind-blowing. I, 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 they, they're great one-week races. 
Um, they're super talented, but I just don't think they. I mean, obviously, who won the Volta? Was it Simon? Simon, yeah. Yeah. So obviously yeah. they've won one Grand Tour, but I just I just can't see them doing it. What does that get them? What score does that? Uh, I just want to ask Matt a quick question. Did you have? Um, did you sniff out any value on that last time trial? Um, he was he was rock hard second favorite behind MVP. Okay. Yeah, um, I think uh, is it Simon White who's the uh, who demanded Jaco Matt White. He came out and said at stage eighteen or saying that Sabreo is literally going to be resting up because they think he's the favorite for the last TT. Yeah. So when you say that, the betting companies normally get a little lick. How <laughs> <laughs> that coming from a mile away? <laughs> He's still got to go win it, but it's amazing. That the, Australian, the Australian broadcast, like I said, Sabro goes quite early, so I was able to see that. And he's beating some of the guys who were already at the front, like um, uh, Michael Hepburn posted a really good time. Sabro's beaten him by like two minutes or already. Yeah. Like this guy's a freak. It's a trick one to gauge. Four, yeah, three stage wins. Um, we expected. I think uh, Alex and I. Had him on the podium at the start of the tour. Alex actually tipped him, I had the, him victory. the win. Yeah, is that the I last time you trust him on your on your bets? I think we're done. I've, I think I've our relationship has finished, um, and yep. it's time to move on. Yeah, Bill Bow though he's still going to be there in the future. Don't worry. Okay, uh, is it a three? Is it a three for these guys with three state? Does that seem harsh? It's a is three. It slightly because- unders. It's a three because of what could have been. Hey, Lucas, did you hear that? It's a three. <laughs> no, I got my headphones in. <laughs> I don't think on their whiteboard they had let's get three stage wins and a 14th on GC. I think they I think they had a top three on GC and Simon White, Simon Yates winning, still winning those two stages, maybe even one more. Oh, it's a oh, it's a three, just. Mm. Yeah, I feel like you could talk about it forever because he's won the time trial and then he's won a super tough day. He's probably won the two most important days of the tour, but doesn't finish. Yep. Yeah. Mind boggling. Team DSM. Well, this could have been anything because Bardet, I think <laughs> I think Bardet was the next next best climber outside of Jai. Um, I've only got one stage to go off there. That's Blockhouse and maybe Entner, but Entner wasn't that exciting. Like um, that Blockhouse stage where Blockhouse, we saw he was good. him, him, Lander, and Carapaz going to the line until yeah. Jai spoiled the party. Like that was that was outrageous. And he had out of all the domestics, I'm going to be quite bullish here because he's my boy in Aaronsman. He had the one guy who didn't care about his GC time and would have gone like Bookman and Bilbao were kind of hanging on to GC a little bit. Like Aaronsman would have gone full in. So that would have, could have been interesting. That would have been cool to watch if DSM was still around. I feel like it probably would have been a little bit more of an exciting second, third week had Bardet been there. I feel like he would have, you know, been happy to roll the dice and you're right with Aaronsman there. They actually could have cooked up a few things. So it was disappointing for him to go out, but I guess they did salvage it with a, with a win with Denise. Um, mm. And that sprint from the chopper, it's a, it's a good one to watch. He is coming at rocket hot pace through the group. Um, In a genuine so he, bunch he, kick. A genuine bunch kick. He is, you know, he's, he's now one to, to keep an eye out for these, these proper, proper kicks in the future. The, um, 
they 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 tweeted the video of the car for that stage and uh, sees Bowl, who I think should part ways with DSM at some point over the next few weeks. Um, he uh, he actually radios back. So the the um, the sportif says we're riding for Bowl, we're riding for Bowl, and then says two of these guys keep Bardet clear up the front. We're still riding for Bowl, riding for Bowl, and then Bowl radios back and says I'm not going to be able to do it. Let's ride for uh, Denisi. And it's kind of cool. They do like this switch. Bowl gets dropped. Bardet is still getting protected. And Denise gets one man riding for him. It's kind of cool to watch. But yeah, Bowl. So where does it leave Case Bowl? I don't know where that leaves the big fella. (laughs) (laughs) That was the same stage. I think Bardet left that night from memory. Oh, like the next morning when... Mm. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah, Denise won 12 and Bardet was gone the next, next day. I don't know if this is fair, but I've also marked them down for not signing Jai Hindley, uh, <laughs> losing him after his second on GC at the Giro, not being able to keep another guy that, that went on to win the race that could have been there. It's harsh on DSM. They've got a full book of that. Uh, there are three for me. They must have a great under-18, under-21 talent sort of program, do they, DSM? Yeah. Well, I think everyone talks about, like, I think the reason that they all leave is it's too rigid, it's too structured. And yeah. so that works so well when you're a junior because you need that. You need your kid. You've got no idea what's going on. So it gets them to this point. And then they turn into adults and they're like, oh, we're still getting treated like kids. And Bora yeah. is going to pay me $2 million bucks. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you're giving him a three. Yeah, there were four, and then they didn't sign Jai Hindley, which just just put the nail in the coffin that he's winning the winning the Giro. Yeah, I think I think three is fair. I don't think we expected Bardet to be at that level to be probably challenging for the podium, but at the same time, he he didn't finish the race. They got a stage win. It was all right. That's a three. Their four, their four would come if Aronsman was able to win. One of those break stages where he was in, and he also, I think, he got, did he third the last TT as well? Yeah, he did. Yeah, That's, he's yeah. going to Ineos next year. That's promising signs. Um, yeah, for 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 Aronsman. he was he was second in that TT actually, only twenty three seconds behind uh, Sobrero. Yeah, right. Hmm. Trek, we talked about this in the preview. Chicone should never ride GC <laughs> and just <laughs> line through always that. hunt stages. What is he doing? He needs to go have a couple of beers with Kemna and just be like, how do you do it? And it works. Mollimer does the same thing as well, mate. Mollimer for the first week rides GC and then he like loses a bit of time. And then he goes, oh yeah, maybe I'm not up for GC. Like he's, <laughs> and then he'll ride a break. Like at like state, let's say a random stage 14, one of those ones where he gets back into GC. Then he goes, oh, I might ride <laughs> yeah. GC a bit again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I guess they had a successful tour. Generally, Lopez had the pink jersey, which that's that's good gear if you can have the mm. pink jersey for a number what are we of days. Like eight stages. I think it was. I don't know what it was, but it felt like a long time. Um, yeah. So and that, my, and then for then Chicone to Jagger stage win. I think it's. I think it's good for them. I think it's a. I think it's probably a four. I think it's a four. It's looking at the team list. It's a five, mate. <laughs> it's a five. 
But no, let's say Chaconis. Let's say Chaconis held the jersey for ten days and got in pink. They've given themselves a five. So they've held the jersey for ten days. Still, Chaconis had the King of the Mountains jersey for maybe one or two days. I can't even remember that. Mm. It's a five. Alex, final vote. I, I think I, I think I'm going to have to go with Campbell. I think it's a four. I think there needed there needed to be more out of the others. You needed Mollimer to win one, didn't, didn't you? <laughs> Mollerman needed to win that final TT. <laughs> to really throw back the clock. Last one on the list, UAE Emirates. I made a going out with COVID, unfortunately. But Isn't Kobe... he just a great, like an entertaining rider to watch, Almeida? <laughs> he just doesn't look like he cares. Yeah, and it's not entertaining. Entertaining from an attack point of view, it's entertaining from drop and regroup point of view. What if it gets properly dropped? Yeah, do you reckon he'll ever attack on a climb? I just, I just, I just don't think he is that good of a climber to be able to no. attack. He sort of banks on his TT ability. Um, he's a genuine diesel engine. Mm. One of Costa. Kovi, Formolo, or Diego Elisi was going to win that last stage. The UAE had that completely written in. Like one of those four yeah. climbers was going to win one of the last two climb stages, and happens to be a pretty good one. Kovi rode away from um, who was the fellow uh, Novak was chasing him, and then there was a pretty good group of. I think Aronsman was in the group. Bowman was in the group. Um, so that's a pretty good stage win, but. Apart and then from the that, other- with Almeida not finishing, Gaviria, Gaviria doing some random, like, yeah, he was unlucky in a few of the sprints, but then he'd go for, like, when DeMar was winning the intermediate sprint points, Gaviria would just, like, compete for second, like, try and get second. It was, it was yeah. weird. I don't know what he wanted. I don't know what he was doing. I think I, I expected a lot more from that that group. If you look at all the names in isolation, they're all, they're all winners. Both you and I, Max, had Almeida on our podium for the GC. Um, then as soon as he falls out, all those guys have, have complete freedom. Yes, they jagged the stage with Covey, but probably want to see a little bit more from Formolo. Um, Diego Ulisse, maybe a little bit more in that first week when Germay and Van der Poel are going at it. He's sort of that type of rider a little bit. Um, so it's probably, even though they did win that stage, it's, it's either a week three or a strong two. Mm. I think it's a three. I think they, I mean, they they did what Ineos did with how boring they were sort of riding. Um, and they were all focused on Almeida. Like Ineos were all focused on Carapaz. And unfortunately, it blew up. I think Formula was the only one I actually saw in a break while Almeida was still in the race. So the others were all in for Almeida. So to be saying that's such a talented list and they did nothing, that's a tad harsh because I think they were all riding for a cause. Um, and then they, when they had four days to make up for it, they got one stage win. So I reckon there are three. And the Giro overall? It's one by an Australian, so we're a tad yes. biased. And that yeah. last week, I was it was captivating for me. But I can tell you, if that's not an Australian in that position, that GC race is as boring as I've seen. Mm. It's a three-man race where no one wanted to chase breaks. No team really wanted to get in the front apart from Bora on one day and then 
Bahrain on the last day. Ineos didn't want to break any legs. Like that's the tad boring that last week, but there's some cool stages amongst it. Like I said, Thomas de Ghent was a hidden gem that stage win. Germay v Van der Poel early on. That was that was really cool. Um, so there's some cool stuff amongst it. I agree. Yeah, if, Carapaz, if Carapaz went to the line, that would have been one of the most boring Giro's ever. <laughs> um, just having those guys so far off the GC, like no one, no one to throw punches from fifth, sixth, seventh. Uh, those three guys were just clearly the best. But Jar winning the Giro, it's a seven for me. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I like it. obviously we're biased for Jai winning, but you guys summed it up perfectly. Um, pretty boring if it wasn't an Australian. There was some highlights. I probably think that that stage that Simon Yates won was was right up there. Um, and then the battle of Gourmet and, and Van der Poel uh, in that first week was was great. But even though it was three seconds between first and second for the last week, it it was really really the opposite. Really, it was um, it was quite flat. Let's be let's be humble and let's be a little bit humble in victory. But I am going to say, like, Jai had a chance to do a pog type Grand Tour. He could have won. He was the best climber in there by a mile. He could have had four or five of those stages. Mm. I know there's the risk if Bora pace. Do they bring Carapaz mm. to the line, and then there's a chance Carapaz gets it, what, what it is is it's just that German precision. They've just picked out that last line. <laughs> They've ran the numbers. They've just worked the process. The last 2K, we're going to win the race. And that's what they did. So hats off. And some of our re- review shows, like of the tour when Pogs won, we're doing like, we're giving UAE like a six out of seven and Pogs won four <laughs> stages in the yellow. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Any last comments, gents? Looking forward to what's coming up in France this week, uh, the Dauphiné. Um, I've I've got the bug. The Giro sort of didn't fulfill me with what I wanted from cycling, so I'm looking forward to um, two more Aussies. I'm guessing Hagee's going. Ben O'Connor's definitely going against Primoz. No no Pog, which is good. No Pog, no Grant Thomas. They must be doing Swiss... Uh, Can I, where I got that Froome thing from, Cycling News' tweet was massive uh, start list for the Dauphiné with the likes of Roglic, Froome and McNulty. McNulty <laughs> on the headline. How is it those three? Can you tell me that? How is it those three? Hey, where's McNulty? McNulty's riding the Dauphiné and it's big oh, okay. news. He's in the top three okay. names apparently. Yeah. Oh, wow. shit. Wow. All right. Thanks, Cambo. Thanks, Alex. Good, as always. Good luck this weekend, Max. Apologies to Israel. <laughs> oh, talk soon. Cheers. Cheers.